Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 Very Pay-Per-View Special and now ECW on TNN in between. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Dashing back from the... Oh, no, that's the my notes from the other week. Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> oh, we're still in 2000. It's uh, a nice this, place to be. Let's just yeah. say in 2000. Hey, you just got to enjoy it while we can. Try to enjoy it while we can. Run it. I've been to the year 3000 and it wasn't very good and we should stay here. That's what I took from that song. I said nothing's changed, but we live underwater, which is um, maybe climate change. They know. Busted now. We'll save it for another podcast. <laughs> Um, Welcome to Busted Cast, where we work out whether Busted were actually from the future, warning us about global warming. And also, big shout out to our American listeners who probably don't have a fucking clue what we're talking about. Like Backstreet Boys, but with even less talent. Backstreet Boys alone. They were, they were big in 2000, weren't they? They were throwing out some bangers this year, surely. I think that was possibly the year where Backstreet was back. Oh, they'd probably be... Um, Number one in April of 2000. Feels like the sort of thing they would have done. <laughs> a beautiful segue. Uh, this week we're really doing ECW and TNN episode 33, April 7th, 2000. And of course, ECW Hardcore TV episode 361 from March 25th. What am I doing? Look at the ones, isn't I? It's one of the right ones. What's the Hardcore TV before that? March 24th? Yeah, it makes sense. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Have you watched next week's show? I have, yeah. <laughs> Shall I, I talk about next week's shows? I think I have to. I think I have to save all my chat for fucking Chilly Willy. Uh, Chilly Willy's on this one. So March 25th is this week's. So, yeah. So the, 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 the ECW on TNN dovetails into Hardcore TV. Uh, okay, which makes makes a lot more sense now. I was very confused. <laughs> Do you want know to throw me off? It's because like on the twenty fourth, it was a Japanese death match of Tajiri versus Super Crazy. And, and you I thought we've seen that one? <laughs> I thought I've seen that fucking match. Yeah, um, there's a theme. Yeah. Oh, you tell us what happened. I have. You tell us what happened, and I'll I'll tell you, talk you through it. Well, I can see. Um, all I can see is the matches. I don't have mm-hmm. a clue. So, uh, ECW on TNN starts with Joey Styles bringing out the television champion to uh, introduce and get his, his crowding moment, and he gets to to cut a promo without RVD taking the thunder. The shine, yeah. It's it's all in Spanish because we know how well that goes over with wrestling crowds in America, yeah. um, especially in the two thousands. Um, and then Cyrus comes out to uh, say that he shouldn't have gone against the network and and therefore books a match, not just any match, but against his nemesis, and not just any match against his nemesis, but a match against his nemesis that his nemesis Tajiri has never lost. The one time they've done it. Yeah, there's Which, no it, lies there. 
No, no, it, it, it is technically 100% true. Um, and that is why you got confused with the Japanese death match, uh, Tajiri versus um, Super Crazy. And that should have been, when I saw the results, I should have known who'd won the, one, the undefeated Japanese deathmatch king. Well, the answer is it's now one and one. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a shocking result. Um, yeah, I mean, there is nothing specific about this that makes it a Japanese deathmatch other than one of the competitors is Japanese. Um, yeah, it's the same as like a Chicago street fight versus a Philly street fight versus a New York street fight, and it's sort of yeah, nothing really changes. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, so some some he doesn't kind of slide the the chair off the table and try and behead people this time. So that's yeah, an up. That was a good spot. Hmm. Not not if you're in the crowd. Not if you're in the crowd, no. It's a, it's kind of weird because obviously hearing you talk about the show when I haven't really watched this episode, it's like I'm a guest on our show. <laughs> like I'm, like I'm, I'm listening to our podcast, but I can interact, which other people can do at underscore Sabrina <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. It's very true. If if you want to come and have me talk to you as <laughs> about a show, then just let us know, like live audience. Um, I think this is the point where. Um, Balls Mahoney comes out to make the save. Okay. So the, the, the network run down and start beating everyone up. Rhino, Carino, Tajiri, uh, yeah. beating up crazy. Balls Mahoney comes out to make the save because what we've been missing is a Balls Mahoney network feud. Do you know what I have found? Like, obviously, I know nothing pretty much of this show, but in general, just the lack of updates on New Jack, yeah, I, I felt has been quite concerning. Obviously, knowing the actual official like the damage that he had and all that. When when you think there was that one week with the BWO with New Jack, like wasn't even injured or saying it was just saying was wrong with him, and they're all giving the X up to the crowds. And do you remember that many moons ago? I do. Yeah, you know, for like a bigger, bigger deal. But in this, like, he's legit injured, and I don't want to seem. I don't want to say he don't give a shit because it's probably harsh, but nothing seems to be mentioned. You know, like they haven't even really showed a replay. They haven't gone like full Sabu and showed him breaking his neck. I haven't seen any replays of this living dangerously spot. There's just been a complete disregard of it. Yeah. Which is really bizarre because obviously, like, you know, seriously hurt, you know, and all of this, but. Um, no, I agree. Um, I, we, we do get a, a little nod to New Jack in the Tommy Dreamer Grimes match. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. It's, it's just very strange. Um, given, you know, again, he, he got stabbed in the eye and was off TV for a week and we, we got to hear all about Jerome. This is this is what I'm saying. And I don't know, obviously, one's like, you know, story and one's real life. 
But I just thought, you know, Raven had like club foot or something. We all knew about it. I just, I just find it really weird. They just sort of the way they sort of just did it with some of it. I just expected more, like an update, like RBD. You know, the good example. He broke his leg. We ain't stopped fucking hearing about it. Um, which means that I can continue to use the, the, the exit line for the last line for the show, because otherwise I have which to come up with some... Which, can I say, <laughs> spoiler for the next uh, the show that I watched, but at the end they mentioned about RBD being back, and they made a big deal about it. And I thought, why are you making a big deal about it? <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> But I understand it's two weeks. Turns out it's been two weeks. <laughs> Which is, makes much more sense. But sorry. So, um, yeah, obviously, crazy defeated Tajiri just won a Japanese death match. I know yep. he got a Hampshire street fight as well. So. Which was massive, massively different. Let me tell you about the New Hampshire street fight. So, um, Tommy Dreamer is in the back getting yep. himself something from the vending machine. And um, uh, Angel comes up to him yeah. and says, um, you know, I respect you, Tommy. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for you. Um, and you know much how I love a respect angle. Yeah. Um, uh, and I know you've got a lot of respect for me because I'm the king of the streets. And Tommy's there going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Angel says, you know, I, I, I I respect you, and, and therefore, you know, that's why you've got to know this is just business because the hit's been put out on you. And then they start beating him up, and that's the beginning of the fight. So they beat him up and they lay him out, and then he comes and has a match with Grimes. So, as much as they try to cash in on the hit, they don't actually do a very good job because he's literally in the ring for the next segment to have a match with them. But what would what would like would class as cashed in the hit? Uh, well, it, it, so the, the, the commentators seem to think that someone and they think it could be Raven, but they're not sure. Yeah. Um, has paid to take him out. Um. So, I mean, I guess that's quite loose. Maybe someone's just going to go and buy him dinner. (laughs) I mean, that's the story that we all wanted. If there's a cut scene of, like, (laughs) me and he sitting in a restaurant with him, (laughs) even though, I mean, he's not there at the moment, it would be ideal. I mean, it's great if, like, one of them sort of was sitting in a restaurant with him and he (laughs) tried to cash in the hit. It, it would have been perfect, but Tommy, I don't understand it. Why are you eating a hot dog with chopsticks? Um, not just the innovator of violence. I'm the innovator of eating food. Stop drinking that candle on you, Tommy. Come on, what you... <laughs> it's a nice restaurant, Tommy. Stop playing with the candle. Um. Yeah, you can tell from this how much I enjoyed the street fight. Um, so my favourite point on the street fight is um, him and Grimes are fighting, except obviously it's not just him and Grimes because it's a New Hampshire street yeah. fight. Um, 
and um, they they do the out and around as they often do, um, and they're in a, an ice hockey stadium. So they're they're fighting in the penalty box and they're fighting up and wherever the places. Um, and there's this this weird little um, kind of structure, kind of like a, like a painter's ledge kind of thing, like tiny little bit of scaffolding style thing. Um, so Tommy gets laid out on the table. Grimes starts to climb up this. They then obviously realise that Tommy's not meant to go through the table in this spot. So he just jumps straight back up. They then have a little bit of a fight and Tommy gets laid out on the floor and Grimes drops this elbow drop from this this scaffolding, like two-storey scaffolding, two-floor scaffolding bit down to, so it's like 15 feet maybe, um, down to Tommy on the draw on on the concrete floor, um, uh, and it, it's awkward because they then kind of pick him up and carry Tommy Dreamer back into the ring as his lifeless body, blah blah. Um, and they're saying, you know, at some point, Vic Grimes is really going to hurt someone and end his career with what he does. Uh, and you're kind of sitting there going, yeah, you, you, you're not far wrong. Um, so they take him back into the ring, and then it all kicks off again and Tommy Dreamer has another fight. Uh, they get back to that spot. Grimes is on the table and Tommy Dreamer jumps off the off the, the little 15-foot scaffolding to put Grimes through the table um, because apparently that was the spot that the table was set up for, uh, which is why Tommy Dreamer had to suddenly kind of correct himself. And it's, it's before he does the dive there that he does the new Jack sign. Um, no real kind of explanation in regards to the new jack sign they just do the new jack sign and jump off and uh yeah tommy dreamer ends up winning because no one can beat the three-on-one unless you can innovate violence oh wow that's a decent match they're pretty much end of show no there's one segment left here we go this is the segment that, that leads directly into hardcore tv march 25th Oh, so, Sinister Minister walks into the ring. Sinister Minister's in the ring. <laughs> cuts the promo. Sinister Minister Judge Jeff are in the ring. Yeah. Sinister Minister cuts the promo and says that he's the one who put together the unholy alliance of Dream of um, Raven and Awesome. Um, is you know basically cackling about his maniacal plan. Um, Francine then says that she should get the credit because she's the one, blah, 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 blah. What about me? What about Francine? Um, and as the heels are arguing over which heel it was to get a heel tag team together yeah. to beat up the baby faces as a powerhouse tag team of heels, the Impact Players music hits and the champions have had enough and they're coming to challenge Awesome and Raven for the Impact Players tag belt, even though the Impact Players are also heels. So I don't understand why they're upset about the heels. But yeah, so, so ECW on TNN goes off the air as the Impact Players get onto the apron. Oh, and there's nothing really to tell you, like, tune in tomorrow night to watch it. No. Nope. 
nothing at all. It it literally, you know, that you you've you've just teased them coming out, walking up, looking like they're going to get in the ring, and that's literally where the program ends. Which makes more sense now, because hardcore TV you don't get the impact player promo. Literally, impact players come out and it just cuts to a match and I was very much just like what is going on um, just to clarify obviously I've made a bit of a boo-boo uh, Jay was just re- uh, reviewing ECW TNN episode 31 March 24th 2000 just to clarify yes too fair enough exciting oh, it's exciting and then we're into ECW Hardcore DV March 25th. Yeah. Is that the one you watched? This I have seen. This I have seen. I have seen because, it. Because you certain debuting wrestler who um, I know was on this show, so I assumed that you'd watch this one. Yeah, no, I've seen this one. We're good. Um, this is Hardcore TV episode 361 March 26th. Uh, 25th, 2000. We've only got 40 episodes left. Scary, isn't it? Well, might be less if I just keep jumping ahead to it. (laughs) Skip. (laughs) Skip. (laughs) (laughs) There there was a second there where everyone thought, fuck, I've missed an episode. I know I've not listened for a couple of weeks, but I've missed an episode. Even with the dates, it proves how confusing ECW is at the minute because even with the dates, TNN, I've technically jumped ahead like three weeks because I'm watching like an April one. But for somehow, I wasn't even overly confused. <laughs> I just accepted it was what it was. Yeah, bites well. Ri- bites well for the next three weeks. But um, yeah, it's a... <laughs> spoiler, we've got a good um, Carino Kid Cash match coming up in a couple of weeks. So I might thing. claim that as my match of the week now just to get it out of the way <laughs> right, we've got that coming up everyone uh, yeah the show starts off with a segment that Jay was just talking about Sinister Minister there taking credit for everything Francine saying that she made everyone world title taking champions even got Dreamer to a championship Impact players walk out intro video start intro video ends the match is just underway I was confused by this Slightly, but not like, oh, that's that's out of character. I just accepted it for what it was. You know, I thought there would have been a promo, but I thought they just couldn't be bothered, so they just went straight to the match, not realizing that obviously it was on previous show. So we have Impact Players versus Raven and Awesome. Um, this is kind of weird because it's not a dull match. This is like almost like four of the top big boys in the company, like name wise. Yeah. It's crazy, really. Yeah, and and this is the issue. It's it's you know it's arguably four of maybe four of your five, four of your six biggest heels. Yeah. Um, you know, not putting Carino and Rhino in there. You know, they're they're the other two names that I'm probably thinking of. But you're, you know, you're, you're you're talking about, you know, a big, I mean, two former world champions, all four former tag champions. Yeah, it's a big thing. 
Oh, it is a big thing. And, um, I see it's kind of weird because it's a hill hill match as well. And again, the champions are chasing competition. Which I mean, I, just... find it, I find it weird because obviously promos pop up and down, but there's constant that digs about Raven all the time within the company. And I, I just find it very much just like I don't fully know what's going on with Raven here. I mean, Raven's ring work has always been good. His matches have always been fun. But in ECW, his first run, I thought his ultimate strength, why he was so amazing, was his promos. Yes. And this Raven just doesn't talk. No. Unless it's about staring at a, a TV screen that isn't... Yeah, very, very, in. like... Yeah, sporadic. Like, very few and far between you get, like, a Raven promo where before you we would be, like, you know, quoting lines, almost trying to write out full sentences from the promo because it was, like, great stuff. Yes. And when he came back, it kind of, you know, kicked off with... Um, convincing the world the devil didn't exist and all that, you know, it's very much like you think, wow, but since I haven't really heard like um Francine's pushed. about a month in to his his stuff. That's it. I mean, not a knock on Francine, because I think Francine as a performer was fantastic and a massive part of the ECW doesn't get thrown in the conversation enough about a major ECW player in my opinion especially yeah. for an original character the, the growth for her she was she was vital like Shane Douglas wouldn't have been Shane Douglas without Francine and stuff like that but this is this is the worst version of Francine yes this this is very much just like we've this is the ECW equivalent to Creator's Got Nothing For You. So I, I, I say yes, but I'll, I, I, I don't know whether it's this or the Tommy Dreamer one. Because mm. I, I really I hate, no. yeah. and that's the thing, I really hate physically how much they've made Francine emulate Raven. I, you know, I don't think that that needed to be. Um, yeah, but, but that's going back to um, Sandman's wife, isn't it? It's a throwback. It is, but, but that's, you know, it was, I understand why it was. But even then, you know, she'd also wear other outfits. She'd wear dresses. She wouldn't just be a res Raven cosplay. Even Chastity yeah. wasn't just a Raven cosplay. Um, uh, Kimona definitely wasn't. Um, even Beulah wasn't. Um, yeah. So just to do a Raven cosplay feels you know, ridiculously kind of um, small for her. Yeah. But as you said, she gets to talk, you know, she's, 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 she's actually in an angle rather than just walking around behind Tommy as if they're, they're not even together, but kind of just, just so happen to kind of be walking in the same direction. Yeah. No, it's, um, Yeah, no, I get that. I, yeah, I'd say Dream One probably edges it just because it's just purely she was just there, she existed. But um, it's just a shame because, like I said, and obviously, like, you know, combinations will always work better, but her and Shane Douglas together were just a different quality. Yeah. 
but understanding happens with um, managers and characters. Um, again, not detracting from this match. Match itself is good. Not really a fan of this uh, snot rag spot, but I know Raven was continuous to try and get it over. So, yeah, I accept it. It's just part of it. So one of the things that I thought was hilarious in this is, um, so they're talking about the hit on Tommy Dreamer during this match. And one yeah. of the things they say is, you know, about Raven. It's like, it's not so Raven usually likes to kind of take people out himself. It's like, have you not watched Raven at all? He's always got flunkies. He's always got people. He's always got someone who does it for him. This is, this is totally Raven style. Yeah. Like the guy who literally will sit in the corner while the flock or the nest are kind of beating the crap out of whoever. Yes. Or sit in the crowd if it's WCW while whoever jumps over the guardrail and takes out whoever. Yeah, no, it's... Um, he's never really been the guy to just, you know, doesn't go with his character. No, he's, but, um, he's, he's, he's not the, the, you know, stand up on his own kind of dude, but... Um, not a massive surprise that Impact players do retain the title. Uh, Francine ended up pretty much costed in the match, and um, Impact players win. Yes. So, um, yeah, but no, it's decent enough match. Like I said, four big hitters, they're giving a little bit of time. It is, it is fun. It's always good to see Raven. I don't think we see enough Raven matches, if I'm honest. I'd like to see more Raven singles matches, but I don't even know how much long he's got on his run and I know awesome hasn't got that much longer left as we discussed in no. previous weeks. So yeah, it's all happening. Then everything goes crazy. Um Carino comes out, he's gonna confront HC Lock, the referee, for basically screwing him. Uh the ref basically said that Dusty kicked his ass and he's gonna kick his ass. Carino said no, he's not wrestling him, and brings out Chili Willy. Chili Willy dancing like a man. And I thought about, I forgot about the Chili Willy jiggle. So it, it all came flooding back to me um, <laughs> as as I saw him, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I'll be honest, I, I wasn't a fan of Chili Willy when watching him on the the pay-per-views we saw. So I'm interesting to see if there's anything more to him that that you know makes me appreciate him a little bit more um yeah. in this. Um however if you had given me a hundred guesses I don't think I would ever guess the answer to who was responsible for his debut in ECW <laughs> on, on TV at least. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'd ever guess that, you know, Steve Carino brought out, um, hasn't quite become as iconic as million dollar man bringing out the undertaker. I mean, you know, it's a close two, but no, you're it's, right. It's number two. I yeah. Up there. But yeah, I mean, it's anything that pips it in a, did you know? Yeah. Number three is David. dude love and mankind introducing cactus Jack. True, uh, but um, it's interesting, and um, again, it's sort of a shame because you could have just put Jack Victory in the spot if you wanted to do something, you know, and have the rest go over. 
I don't know. I, maybe not. I don't know. It just feels a bit like you bring out this guy who he does stick around until the end, really. And then um, his first match was pretty much getting beaten by a ref. Yeah, I mean, he goes on to have flaming tables matches. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's an incredibly strange um, setup. Yeah, and the thing is, obviously, like, um, HC Lock does go on to have, like, a decent career. Like, becomes, like, an ROH tag team champion and things like that. You know, still very active sort of wrestling today, I believe. So, you know, he's sort of... It is good. It just... Um, just weird they, the way they sort of throw it out there, I think. I'm trying to see... If I can find more about his matches. We start ninety nine two thousand. Um, Chilly Willy, oh spoiler there for. Does it? He seems to. Um, he wrestles a few. He's already wrestled a few. He's um. So do you know who Chilly Willy's first EC? So this is his first televised ECW match, obviously. Yep. Do you know who his first ECW match was? Against, um, no, February twenty fifth, two thousand. Yeah, Chili Willy debuted, beating Scott Demore. Oh wow! Made quite an impact then. Yeah, that's clever, wasn't it? Um, it made me laugh. I mean, not yeah, out loud. Um, Obviously. I was going to tell you, like, it's way if you'd have finished laughing to continue. Um, yeah, so basically, get that. Uh, HC Lock does defeat Chili Willy. I, 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 again, it's not a massive issue because, you know, the, the feud with Carino does sort of go on. So it is sort of there. And obviously, it's legit. But it's just, um, the way it's presented, I think, it's just a bit weird. Yep. But um, it's fine. New Dangerous Alliance come to the ring. They just sort of just stay there and um, Electra's pretty much just like, oh, there's pictures. I'm going to show you now. I'm not going to show you. The only people that can see them are unless all of the Dangerous Alliance. And the announcers are basically just like, oh, you can just go to the ECW website and see them all. Yes. Which is fun. That happened. Yes. Uh, main event time is Little Guido versus Kid Cash. Again, not not a bad match. They're, they're fine. They're both decent wrestlers. Not a, a standout. I don't know if I necessarily would have had it as the final match on the show. <clears throat> you almost would have been better off to replay the segment and sort of do the um, the tag team match or something instead. But um, it's fair enough. Guido wins. I don't know if you want to add anything more to the match itself. No. <laughs> Guido wins, everyone. There, there's, there's uh, you know, as you said, it's, it's, it's a fair enough match. Um, uh, why that's your main event and the Impact players versus your heavyweight, your tag team champions and the Impact players versus your heavyweight champion and Mike Awesome and 
you know, a bona fide ECW legend in Raven is your opener. Feels like the tape's running backwards. Yeah, and like the thing is, like, if on TNN they were just like, "What's going to happen in this match?" Find out at the beginning of you know Hardcore TV tomorrow night. Then you'd understand the straight continuation for it because you told people. But even then, it doesn't need to be. I mean, you know, there is no reason why still it has to be that continuation from ECW on TNN on a Friday night on a different network leading straight into ECW Hardcore Wrestling 24 hours later. There's, you know, there, there isn't anything here. It's not, you yeah, know... Yeah, people could wait an extra 30 minutes. It wouldn't matter that much. It, it's, it's not sitcom. It's not kind of, you know... You pick up the story where you left off. And it's you not serialised drama. It It'd almost be beneficial because you could hype it up throughout the show. Yes. And find out tonight we get the conclusion of the Impact players. So it would almost build as you went on. Yeah, yeah I mean, no. you could do the, the Francine and, and Sinister Minister promo and then do the, um, you know, oh, we'll show you that match as our main event tonight. So we get that. And then obviously we got a um, bunch of Pulp Fiction sort of promos. Mike Olsen saying about all Japan annoyed with him because he beat um, Masato Tanaka. Um, anything else really stand out for you? Uh, sound quality on the <coughs> Impact Players video was, was horrendous. Yeah. Um, and the Sinister Minister laughing with Mikey. But, um, getting Impact Players, I think they're in a weird place. They're, they're tag team champions in a division with no tag teams, really, of there's yes. too much of a divide, and they've allowed there to be a divide. Yeah, there's there's not much going on with it, really, is there? But more important question, Jay, what was your match of the week? Um, so I'm going to go with Impact Players versus awesome and Raven because of the, the, the quality of the competitors within more than anything. Yeah. I think um, a lot of the other matches were, were, I mean, there wasn't really a bad match on the show. Um, even Chili Willy was, was, you know, interesting, especially with, with Carino getting involved in Stardust, his cowbell. Um, yeah, uh, so, you know, I, I don't think there was a bad match, but um they either felt as if they were lacking a bit of star power or they felt like they were ones we've seen a lot. Um, yeah. So Impact Players versus Raven and Awesome um, is is my pick for the week. I think that makes perfect sense. Um, you can get involved with the conversation. We are back at underscore Sports Arena. Find us on Twitter or Instagram. Um. Yeah, just get involved. Any custom action figures, history and events, anything you want to talk ECW, you know, hey, if you want another ECW podcast, message us. We'll talk about it. We've seen them all. We like it all. Absolutely. It it's community. It is. It is. There's a lot of good stuff out there. So get involved, everyone. Let's all relive the revolution together over and over and over. We continue this journey, and next week I'll definitely watch the right episodes. But spoiler: in a couple of weeks, a pretty good um, Karina Kid catch match. But we'll get there. Looking forward to it.
That's it. It's just down. It's down to you now. Well, it, I, I, I'm reliably informed in a couple of weeks this becomes even more relevant. But <laughs> for the time being, just like Mr. RV, Rob Van Dam himself, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>